I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We have a great small business show on KSL Radio every Sunday called Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. We're interviewing our small business owners and organizational leaders who are working hard to navigate our current challenges and they need their stories told. We can thank Visit Salt Lake and the Utah Office of Tourism for providing this small business platform because they understand how important it is. I have Travis Porter here with me from the Idle Isle Cafe in Brigham City on 24 South Main Street. And Travis, I have to tell you, I went to your website and I was absolutely blown away. You have um, you have almost 600 reviews with a 4.5 rating. That really means something because that's a lot of people and you're just a 0.5 away from having a perfect score. Tell me how you guys are accomplishing this. Yeah, Chris, thank you. I appreciate you pointing that out. It is something that we're very proud of. Uh, when my wife and I took over uh, a little over five years ago, our rating was not anywhere near um, where we are today. In fact, we were below um, a four. We were hovering above three and a half on our rating. And we wanted to make sure that we could really focus on on changing the reputation and kind of the the way that people viewed the business. Because I know a lot of people look to those ratings as, as kind of the standard for, for businesses. And so... Really, we've tried to focus on the culture more than anything with the business, making sure that all of our employees understand the vision of the business. Uh, And more importantly, we want to make sure that we can preserve the history and the legacy that has survived for 99 and a half years. You know, we're going on our 100th anniversary. And so, you know, we've really focused on making sure that the overall experience is just the best we possibly can. We have a very personal touch where, you know, with each of our customers, um, you know, management or ownership has an opportunity to interact. We have a very strong customer base, but we certainly are trying to reach out to to people that are visiting Brigham City, expanding our customer base. A lot of it just starts with the attitude, the way that we go about doing business and, and making sure that we have staff that have that vision and that we're able to provide the food and service to really back that up. Well, you just hit the nail on the head, Travis, and that is with business period, it's got to be about the culture. And if you're establishing this type of culture where people feel, you know, comfortable and they feel at home and they see your commitment and your de- your commitment and your dedication to this wonderful comfort food that you're creating from scratch where people feel like they're going back in time. 
Um, it, it, it all stems from the culture. And I know one of the things that you mentioned in this form that, uh, that you filled out, and that is that how impressed you are or how um, supportive you are of your staff, that you're, you're really grateful for your staff and the outstanding service that people experience when they go to the Idle Isle Cafe. Tell us about that. So I, I love, uh, thank you for bringing that up. That's, I love that question because my staff, honestly, they mean the world to me. And um, we are a small family business. And, you know, just the nature of our business is one that is a little bit old fashioned. Um, but, you know, my staff, especially if you look at the last several months, and without their willingness to to really step up to the plate and to uh, do whatever was asked of them, uh, we wouldn't be here. And, you know, they, they're the ones that, you know, they're here to, to make money. They're here to provide for families or car payments or whichever. But it's a lot more than that. And it's something that I love the fact that they, they do have that vision. They share that vision that we want to make sure that our customers are happy, but we are a team and that's, important to me that we're not just a bunch of individuals going through the motions. We want to be a team, a team effort to really try to um, build a strong business. And, you know, it's hard sometimes because we are, we are kind of small and trying to have an impact on the community, on those people that walk through our doors. Um, It's sometimes hard to tell our story, but all we can do is focus on those that do come in and make sure that that experience is very personable uh, that it's something that they remember because our business, honestly, we've survived for as long as we have on memories. You know, there's so many people that it's nice to step back in time and remember those good things in life and not to get caught up in the worries of the world, especially right now. Boy, isn't that the truth? Tell us about some of this amazing, this comfort food. I just, it makes me hungry talking to you, Travis. I just got to be honest. Tell us about some of your favorite dishes and that people just come in, they come back to you time and time again. Oh, yeah. So I mean, we hang our hat on the uh, just what you pointed out, the comfort food, the made-from-scratch, home-style type cooking. Um, you know, our, our slow-roasted pot roast is probably one of our more popular items, and we have that in a lot of different variations from sandwiches to the entree itself to salads. Uh, it's something that we use every bit of it. Again, kind of the old-fashioned feel of using every bit of what you provide or what you're, you're preparing uh, even things like some of our specials, our hot turkey sandwich, our corned beef and cabbage. Uh, we've tried to maintain a lot of, of specials that maybe you don't see or, or find nowadays in a lot of restaurants. All of our soups are made from scratch. Our gravy is made from scratch. One of our our big things right now is is we've just have seen a tremendous demand for our desserts, our homemade pies, homemade cheesecakes. Um, my wife is actually the pie maker. She's been teaching our our kids how to do some of those things some of my my daughters to do some of that and uh it is it's very much that again that personal touch um everything we we make here our homemade rolls homemade jam during the summer we spend time picking out apricots and peaches and uh, we make all of our jam from scratch um so i the majority of what we do um we're doing right here. So, well, what a commitment you have. And you know what? This is, uh, boy, the time is perfect for the pies and the cheesecakes. This is what's getting us through these challenging times is that we're all having dessert now. You know, that's back on the, that's back on the table. Yeah, for sure. 
No, and we, uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, we were voted best in state for our homemade jam. Uh, we were featured um, last year by the Food Network, by the Matador Network, some other places as far as for our Idleberry pie, which has uh, been classified as the most iconic or unique uh, pie in the state of Utah. And so it's, you know, it's kind of fun to have some of these recognitions and uh, to get our product and our name out there a little bit more. That is so neat. And how did you, tell me your wife's name, please, Travis. My wife's name is Jana. So how did you and Jana get in the business? So I guess kind of the, a little bit of the backstory with that. Um, the Idlewild up until 1994, so from 1921 to 1994, basically was all just one entity. And like a lot of businesses that were doing a lot of different things, um, it started to get to be a little bit too much with a successful candy business, um, trying to run the restaurant. And so the Idol Isle actually separated back in 1994. Um, Idol Cafe, in a sense, became a separate business, and Idol Isle Candy became a separate business. My in-laws were the ones that stepped in back in 1994 to, to keep the cafe going, and uh, So my wife has been a part of it since she was 14. She started doing dishes and doing all the things, um, you know, ever since her family took over. And, of course, um, once we got married, um, I just started for fun working. And then the job that I had been working was seasonal, and my in-laws approached me to manage the cafe. So I actually managed here for a little over nine years, from 1998 through 2007, and then I took a different job, but my in-laws retired back in 2015, and they approached uh, Jana about the potential of taking over the restaurant, uh, which I jokingly say that was probably the right route to go because um, she then kind of told me what to think and what to feel and what to do. But I, truthfully, it is something that um, I wanted to make sure that we could preserve the history of the restaurant, the sure. legacy of the business. And that's a lot of what brought me back as well. You know, I love taking care of people. I love helping people. I wanted to really help build a business that could honor the generations of people. Um, even though you know, the original founders aren't family, I wanted right. to honor what they have built. So, Very good. Travis, um, congratulations to you and Jana. All the best to you. Would you give us your website in closing? You bet. So our website is Idle Isle Cafe. I-D-L-E-I-S-L-E cafe.com. And then your hours. I know that you probably have adjusted your hours. What are your hours so people know when to go? So we are still on kind of some temporary hours. Uh, We are open 11 to 7, Monday through Thursday. And on Friday and Saturday, basically 11 to 8 o'clock, just as business tends to die off. So between 7.30 8 o'clock, even later if we have the demand. um, And we are closed on Sundays. Perfect. Travis, all the best to you. I cannot wait to come up there. I've been there before, and um, I can't wait to come back. So all the best to you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to our new KSL business show called Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. You can find us on the podcast page of kslnewsradio.com. I'm Chris Redgrave, host of Mighty Main Street. Join us again next Sunday for more touching and interesting local Utah business stories from noon to 1 p.m. on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. 
I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.